I'm going to ask you again to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Vamos a ir una vez más a Ecclesiastes, el capítulo 11, verso 1 al 6. We're going to read again uh, verse uh, 1 through 6 of Ecclesiastes. This is in your Old Testament. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, you can find it on your digital device there or just read along with us on the uh, screen if we, if we have it up there. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes is a wisdom book, and it reads a little different than most of the rest of the Bible. El libro de Eclesiastes es un libro de uh, sabiduría, de uh, literatura como poesía más o menos, y lee un poco distinto al, al, al resto de la Biblia. Pero fue escrito por Salomón, el hombre más sabio en la tierra. De acuerdo a la escritura. It was written by Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived according to the scriptures. And it was written by Solomon when he was old and um, uh, he was also very discouraged because he had misspent much of his life. Escrito por Salomón en sus días, de, días ancianos cuando ya estaba desanimado por la vida que había vivido y malgastado. Uh, Solomon wrote the book of Song of Solomon when he was young and in love. Escrito, uh, escribió Cantar de Cantares Salomón cuando estaba joven y enamorado. Y cuando era hombre adulto, escribió los proverbios. When he was a young, an adult, he wrote the Proverbs. And then he wrote, uh, in his old age, the book of Ecclesiastes. And it reads, Cast your bread on the surface of the waters. For you will find it after many days. Divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on earth. If the clouds are full, they pour out rain upon the earth, and whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, wherever the tree falls, there it lies. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed, or whether both of them alike will be good. We're going to continue our study from last week discussing the question, Will a man be profitable to God? As we read out of the book of Job, chapter 22, verse 2. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Father, we thank you tonight for the presence of the Holy Spirit, who undoubtedly has visited us with the purpose of equipping us for the work that you have in our life. I ask tonight that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God, and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might receive the word as seed sown, into the fertile soil of their hearts. We ask that in Jesus' name, let the church say a loud amen. 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 All right, we began last week asking the question that comes out of the book of Job, will a man be profitable to God? Comenzamos la semana pasada con la pregunta, ¿podrá el hombre ser de provecho para Dios? How many of you want to be profitable to God? ¿Cuántos quisieran ser de provecho para Dios? And, and we're looking at uh, some of the things that the uh, writer of the book of Ecclesiastes gives us in terms of wisdom. Vemos aquí 
algunas de las cosas que el, el libro de Eclesiastés habla en términos de la sabiduría. And in particular, this portion of scripture which I have read has a big emphasis on uh, financial wisdom. Hay aquí un emphasis sobre uh, uh, la sabiduría financiera. But there's also uh, a greater picture to be seen, and that is that uh, finances uh, and how we invest our finances are an important thing to study. But it's also, and perhaps more important, is how we invest and how we uh, spend the time that we have been given on this earth. Más allá que lo financiero, está la pregunta de cómo invertimos nuestra vida y nuestro tiempo y los días que Dios nos ha dado. By God's grace, we've come into a new year, 2017. How many of you excited about this year? Hemos entrado un nuevo año por la gracia de Dios. Muchos no entraron, usted entró. Así que hay un propósito de Dios para usted en este año. God has a purpose for you in this year. And we want to ask ourselves the question, am I going to be profitable to God in 2017? Nos estamos haciendo la pregunta, ¿iré ser yo provechoso para Dios en el año 2017? So we saw last week the first instruction for us this year is cast your bread upon the waters. Vimos la semana pasada la primera instrucción que es uh, echa tu pan sobre las aguas. And here's what the Lord said to us last week. Instead of protecting uh, uh, everything for yourself, release what you have for the glory of God. Lo que oímos la semana pasada es que en vez de proteger y guardar todo tus bienes, tus uh, beneficios, tus dones, en vez de guardarlos todos, distribúyelos para la gloria de Dios. And this is a, a challenge for some of us who are, maybe you are used to hoarding everything. Quizá algunos están impuestos a guardar todo. Pero el Señor dice, si quieres avanzar en tu vida espiritual, Tienes que aprender a ser generoso con los dones y los bienes de Dios en tu vida. If you want to make some progress in life, you're going to have to be an investor. You're going to have to invest in the kingdom of God. Invest in your family. Invest in your church. Invest in the things that you want to receive fruit from. Tenemos que ser invertidores en lo, las cosas que queremos recibir fruto. Si quiere recibir fruto en su vida espiritual, hay que invertir tiempo en su vida espiritual. If you want to have fruit in your spiritual life, guess what? You have to invest time in your spiritual life. So I want to congratulate you tonight because you invested your time and came to the house of God. Give yourselves a hand for making a wise choice. Usted se hizo una decisión sabia esta noche, invertir tiempo en venir a la casa de Dios. A estudiar la palabra de Dios. You want to have fruitful relationships? Guess what? You're going to have to invest in those relationships. Si usted quiere tener relaciones saludables que son fructíferas, tiene que invertir en esas relaciones. Everything that's good in your life is going to require an investment from you. Lo que es bueno en tu vida va a requerir una inversión de tu vida. And I want to just challenge you with this, that if you invest in bad things, you will bear fruit from those things. Say amen, somebody. Si usted invierte en cosas malas, va a recibir 
de cosas malas. If you invest a bad attitude, a grumpy mood, you're always mad, no one can ever talk to you, no one can reason with you, guess what you're going to get back? The same thing. Si usted invierte una mala actitud, mala disposición, está siempre enojado, nadie le puede uh, hacer contento, usted va a recibir esas cosas de regreso. You got to be careful not only to invest, but what you invest. ¿Qué es lo que estamos invirtiendo? And uh, if there are blessings that God is giving you from your family, invest in your family, invest in your church, invest in the community. Vamos a invertir en esos lugares y no solamente guardar todo. The Bible said that he who would save himself, who would save his life, will lose it. And he who would lose his life, for my sake, will find it. Dice la Escritura que el que quiere salvar su vida la pierde. Pero el que pierde su vida por la causa de Dios la encuentra. How many of you want to find life? You know how to find it? By giving it away. Cuando usted es generoso, usted va a encontrar que Dios es igualmente de generoso a usted. So I want you to just uh, in passing as we uh, go on to the next point, remember that. Be an investor in 2017. Ser un invertidor en la casa de Dios y en las cosas de Dios este año. And I want you to be thinking about what am I going to invest this year? Hágase la pregunta, ¿qué voy a invertir este año? Now listen, there's a little principle here I want to get on to before we get into the meat of the study tonight. Verse 8, I'm sorry, verse 2 says this, Divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur upon the earth. Dice el verso 2, divide uh, tus, uh, tus inversiones entre siete y ocho, porque no sabes qué calamidad vendrá sobre la tierra. There's a very important principle here. It's called the principle of diversification. Hay un principio aquí muy importante, y este principio es de uh, la diversidad. And basically, the way that this is used in, in uh, finance, uh, esto como se usa en la finanza, is they tell you not to put all your eggs in one basket. How many of you heard that? Uh, uh, dicen, no pongas todos los huevos en una canasta. ¿Por qué? Why? Because if you drop the basket, you lose all the eggs. Si se cae la canasta, se quiebran todos los huevos. Así que dice eh, Salomón, por decirlo así, echa los huevos en siete o ocho canastas. Porque no sabes cuál canasta se va a reventar. So Solomon says, put your eggs in seven or eight baskets because you don't know what basket might fall this year. What is God telling us? Well, it's a very basic thing. And, and let's just talk about it in the financial terms before the spiritual. If you put all your eggs in the oil business and then oil goes down, how many of you have seen that? Si pone todos los huevos en la canasta del petróleo y se abaja el precio del petróleo, ahí va todo. So he says, you need to invest in in oil, and then invest in cows, and then invest in some real estate, and then invest, uh, get, a, get a good job, and invest in your education, so that if one of those things drops out of your life this year, your whole life doesn't fall apart. 
¿Por qué? Porque si usted invierte todo en lo mismo y esa cosa cae, todo va, va a perder todo. Pero si usted invierte en varias cosas, el petróleo, las vacas, el real estate, usted va invirtiendo muchas cosas. Cuando haya calamidad, una cosa va a ser afectada, otra cosa va a seguir prosperando. And so uh, maybe if, if, uh, if all of your eggs were in the, in the real estate business in 2008 and then the market dropped, there went the whole basket. How many of you have ever lost your whole basket? It hurts, doesn't it? See, if, if, all, of your, if all of your trust is in the job you have and you lose that job, what happens to the basket? Si usted tiene toda su, su inversión en el trabajo y pierde el trabajo, pierde todo. So God says you need to spread out the way that you invest, not only your finances, but the way you invest in, uh, in every area of life. Because calamities will come. Listen, every year has its ups and its downs. Cada año tiene sus calamidades. Okay, is the church here tonight? Está la iglesia aquí esta noche. Cada año tiene sus calamidades. And if you if you uh, look at life and you have everything invested in one place, and calamity strikes at one place, you're blaming God. You're saying God, you didn't do your part. You didn't see me through. And the Lord is saying, I told you what to do in my word. It's not my fault. You didn't obey me. But calamities are going to come because there is a rise and fall of everything. Hay una subida y bajada en todo. Entonces tenemos que aprender a no invertir todo en una cosa, sino distribuir nuestra inversión para que, para que cuando caiga una, hay prosperidad en otros lugares. Y ahí vemos la sabiduría de Dios prácticamente in nuestra vida. So we see the, the, uh, the blessing of God or the wisdom of God practically in our lives. It's our job to practice it. It's nuestro trabajo practicarlo. All right, that's all I wanted to say about that. Hopefully that will help somebody this week as you make some decisions about your investments. All right, but let's move on. The next point the Lord was making to us last week was that he who watches the wind will never sow. Dice el Señor uh, en su palabra, el que ve el viento nunca siembra. El que está viendo, buscando una perfecta oportunidad, nunca la va a encontrar. The one who is watching the wind, waiting for a perfect moment of opportunity, will never find a perfect moment. So some of you are saying, I'm going to wait for the perfect moment to serve God. You're never going to find the perfect moment to serve God. In fact, the moment you start serving God, things are going to get real imperfect real quick in your life. Si usted está buscando el momento perfecto para servir a Dios, nunca lo va a encontrar. 
Porque el momento perfecto nunca hay. There's never a perfect moment, never a perfect opportunity. If you're going to serve God, you've got to decide to serve God when it's windy, when it's raining, freezing, it's hot, it's cold. Whatever the circumstance, I'm going to serve the Lord. Usted se tiene que determinar, yo voy a servir a Dios. Viento o marea, yo voy a servir a Dios y voy a, voy a serle fiel a Dios. I'm going to be faithful to God. So what's the instruction here? The instruction is instead of drifting, pursue. En vez de solamente ir con la corriente, el Señor nos dice, persigue lo que yo tengo y las promesas mías en tu vida. So he tells us to pursue. Pursue. Instead of drifting. A lot of people just drift through the year. Muchos se van con la corriente del año, como dije la semana pasada, a ver qué trae el 2017. Some of you are just saying, well, we'll see what 2017 brings. No. You've got to go out and pursue God's will for your life. Usted tiene que ir a perseguir la vida y la bendición de Dios en su vida. Is there anybody here tonight? Nobody is going to come this year. I promise you this. No one is going to come this year, knock on your door and say, I'm going to give you a PhD. If you want a PhD, what are you going to have to do? Pursue it. Nadie va a llegar a su puerta este día, este año y tocar la puerta y decir, le vamos a dar un doctorado. Si usted quiere un doctorado, va a tener que perseguirlo. But you know, a lot of us are sitting on the front porch in our rocking chair, just waiting on God's blessing, waiting for God to provide for our children's college fund, waiting for God to provide just the right, the right opportunity. And guess what? God is saying, if you're going to want to enjoy the blessings I have for you, you're going to have to go and pursue those things that I have promised your life. Tienes que perseguir aquellas cosas. I closed last week by saying that God will give you the land, but you have to possess it. Dios nos da la tierra. Nosotros la tenemos que poseer. It's too quiet in here tonight. I, I know if I was saying, you know, God's going to bless your socks off, and you're not even going to have to move a, a, a pinky toe, you would be shouting and standing on your feet, giving me a standing ovation. But I'm talking about faith without works is dead. You have to pursue the blessing of God in your life. Tienes que perseguir aquello que Dios te ha prometido en tu vida. So, uh, just uh, uh, if you want to have health, you're going to have to pursue health. If you want to have uh, those job opportunities, you're going to have to pursue them. If you want to have peace in your home, you're going to have to pursue it. So, I want to talk about some things tonight that God wants us to pursue. Here's the first one 2017, I want you to say with me, I will pursue God. Diga conmigo, yo voy a perseguir a Dios. Say it again, I will pursue God. All right, go to Psalm 63, verse uh, 1 through 8. Vamos a ir al Salmo 63, verso 1 al 8. You know, God likes to be chased by us. Dios le gusta ser perseguido por nosotros. And... And he chases us as well. Él también nos persigue a nosotros. But look at the, the words of the psalmist. Vamos a ver las palabras del salmista. Salmo 63, verso 1. 
Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. I will what? I will seek you how? Earnestly. Let's go like this. Earnestly. Come on, do it, everybody. I'll seek you earnestly. I'm going to put my back into it. He said, oh Dios, mi Dios, te seguiré. Está hablando de una, un fervor, una determinación. Yo voy a buscar. It's like, like, that, like that Black Friday deal that you seek earnestly. You just get there early and you stand in line and you push and you shove and you have a strategy and uh, you do that. Earnestly, God wants us to seek Him earnestly. Hay que buscar a Dios con ese fervor. Así como usted cuando va a la tienda buscando una, una, uh, un descuento in, inimaginable. Así Dios quiere que usted lo busque a Él. The way you go to the bargain shelves looking for that unimaginable deal. I will seek God earnestly. This is more than just showing up to church and, and sitting there wondering whether or not God is going to show up in your life this week. It, it's about passion for God. It's una pasión de perseguir a Dios. He says, I will seek you earnestly. And then he says, my soul thirsts for you. Mi alma tiene sed de ti. How, how do you get when you're thirsty? ¿Qué hace usted cuando tiene sed? Busca el agua. You look for water. You look for a source of refreshing. Usted busca el agua. Busca la fuente para refrescar su vida. You know when are the best church services? When everybody comes in thirsty. ¿Cuáles son los mejores servicios cuando todos entran con sed espiritual? Because if you're not thirsty, you don't feel the need to worship you don't sense a need to pray. You don't sense a need to read the word. But when you are thirsty, they can sing an old song and you'll get right in there. When, they are, when you are thirsty, it can be a song in a language you don't even know. And you will sing it along because there's a thirst in your soul. Cuando usted tiene sed, aunque el canto no sea en el idioma que usted habla, usted va a cantar. Porque hay un deseo, un hambre, una sed espiritual. Somebody said you can take a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's not true. If you give him salt, you make him thirsty. Si usted le da sal al caballo, lo va, le va a dar sed. Some of you have been getting a little salt in your life. What's the Lord saying when he sends salt into your life? Come home. Come back to the fountain. Si usted tiene salecita en su vida, véngase a las aguas. Véngase a las aguas. Jesus said, oh, come unto me and drink, all ye who are thirsty. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesús dijo, ven a mí todos los sedientos. Y desde su interior saldrán ríos de agua viva. Somebody give God thanks for the quenching of the thirst of the soul. Look, at, look let's continue on. He says, verse 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Mis labios te alabarán. How long will they praise you? I will bless you as long as I live. 
Todos los días de mi vida te bendeciré. I will lift up my hands to your name. Levantaré mis manos a tu nombre. You know, when we lift our hands, we're acknowledging God. Cuando levantamos nuestras manos, estamos uh, uh, reconociendo a Dios y su santidad. We're also saying, God, I surrender. Estamos diciendo, Señor, yo me rindo. I've seen proud people who won't raise their hands to worship God. Hay personas que he visto que son muy orgullosas, que no quieren levantar las manos para adorar a Dios, but they get in enough trouble. Pero si viene suficiente crisis, ahí están con las manos alzadas. ¿Por qué? Porque saben que esta es la llave para abrir la, con la presencia de Dios. They realize, hey, this, this is a weapon that opens up the presence of God to my life. I will, I will move my lips and praise God. I will lift my hands and praise God. My soul is satisfied. Verse 5. Offers praises to the with joyful lips, and then he says in verse six, "I remember you on my bed. I meditate on you in the night watches. Yo te recuerdo aún en mi cama y medito sobre ti en la noche." This is the this is the these are the words of a man who is passionate for God. Estas son las palabras de un hombre apasionado por Dios, trying to sleep. The light is still on. Tratando de dormir, pero la luz de la gloria de Dios está encendida. Oh, church, you and I must decide this year will be a year of pursuit. Tenemos que decidir, este año va a ser un año de búsqueda, un año de perseguir a Jehová. Because the word says, I sought the Lord and he was found by me. Dice la escritura, yo busqué a Jehová y fue encontrado por mí. He's not playing hide and seek with us. No se está escondiendo. He says, seek me and you will find me. He says, sígueme o búscame y me hallarás. No, está, no se está escondiendo de nosotros, sino que Él desea que su pueblo lo persiga apasionadamente. He wants us to pursue Him with a whole heart. Because in His presence... When you pursue God's presence, uh, we said it last week, it's not because God needs us. Right? God's not the one who's thirsty. It's because we need God. I'm the one who's thirsty. Cuando yo busco a Dios, el beneficio para mí, Dios no necesita mi alabanza, no necesita mis cantos. Yo necesito su presencia, porque su presencia hay plenitud de gozo. In his presence there is the fullness of joy. In his presence there is life everlasting. En su presencia hay vida eterna. En su presencia hay paz. There's peace in the presence of the Lord. Say it again, I will pursue the Lord. That's the most important commitment you, can, you and I can have. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. Dice la escritura, busca primeramente el reino de Dios y su justicia y todas estas cosas serán añadidas a ti. All right, let's go on to the next one. Second thing we need to pursue in 2017 is to pursue godliness. Número dos, tenemos que perseguir la santidad. 
Go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Vamos a ir a Hebreos, el capítulo 12, verso 14. Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 14. Hebreos 12, 14. The word of God says, Pursue peace with all men and sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Dice, persigue la paz con todos los hombres y la santidad sin la cual nadie verá a Dios. We have to make up our mind this year to pursue godly living. Now you're going to get real quiet, I can tell. Tenemos que decidirnos este año a perseguir la santidad en nuestra vida diaria. Godliness is not just for preachers. It's not just for elders and deacons. Godliness is the, is the, the standard for every believer. You know, it's sad, but I have known some people in the world who are godlier than some Christians. Yo he conocido personas más santas en el mundo que, que en, en la fe. There's some Christians who you can't trust their word. Not here, right? Hay cristianos que no les puede tomar la palabra. Mientras que hay unos que no son cristianos que son de palabra. And yet there's people who aren't even a believer and their word is their bond. This shouldn't be so. Esto no debe ser así. The believer should be godly. El creyente debe ser santo. Debe caminar con excelencia moral. He should walk with moral excellence as the apostle Peter says to the church in his letter. Con la excelencia moral así como dice el apostol Pablo and Sukarta. And this is, I think, one of the great tragedies that we're seeing in America today is that the church has, has embraced grace in thinking that grace means we no longer have to live right. Muchos piensan que la gracia significa que ya no tengo que vivir bien. Here's the fact. The fact is that grace doesn't give you a license to sin. Grace gives you the power not to sin. La gracia no es licencia para no pe para pecar, sino que es poder para no pecar. La gracia de Dios es dada para que usted y yo vivamos en santidad. The grace of God is given so that you and I can live in holiness. Now, uh, if you would, just go right back to Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Vea una vez más Ecclesiastes capítulo 10, ahí donde estábamos. Un capítulo anterior, one chapter before that, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 1. Very small phrase here, but it's packed with a lot of meaning. Una frase muy pequeña aquí, but, pero que está llena de significado. It says, dead flies make the perfumer's oil stink. Dice que las moscas muertas hacen oler el perfume. Dañan el perfume. Listen, in the, in the days of Solomon, perfume and ointment was a valuable thing. It was a precious treasure. But if flies got into the perfume, 
They made it stink. They ruined it. God has deposited into us precious oil. He's deposited into us the anointing of the Spirit. He's deposited into our lives good things, good treasure. Dios ha depositado en nuestra vida aceite bueno, aceite, un tesoro rico. Pero cuando cae mosca muerta ahí, daña el óleo. When flies fall into the ointment, it ruins the ointment. And the, the, the decision then has to be, I've got to live a godly life. I've got to get the flies out of my life. Tengo que sacar las, las moscas. You can imagine what the flies represent, can't you? Usted se puede imaginar lo que representan las moscas. What do flies do? They just go spreading junk. ¿Qué hacen las moscas? Se van desparramando cosa mala. You gotta be careful who you allow to land on your mind. Tengan cuidado quien usted deja caer sobre su mente. Puede ser una mosca. Somebody brings you gossip. It's not a prayer request, it's a fly. Alguien le trae una mentira, es una mosca. They bring you a lie, it's a fly. They bring you a negative word, it's a fly. Te trae una palabra negativa, es una mosca. You've got to get the flies out of your life. Ten que sacar la mosca de su vida. Get that sin out of our life. Tenemos que sacar ese pecado de nuestra vida. Because it will, it will damage the oil that's been poured out in your life. Porque daña el aceite que Dios pone en tu vida. We have to decide, I'm going to pursue godliness. I'm going to protect the oil that's been given to me. Yo voy a proteger el aceite que se me ha dado a mí. Ese, oh, oh, uh, ese perfume fragante, lo voy a proteger. I'm going to protect this beautiful, precious ointment that God has put in my life. And I can't allow dead flies to hang around and destroy what God has given me. No puedo permitir que esas moscas lleguen and sometimes the flies aren't other people. Sometimes the flies are our own thoughts. A veces las moscas son nuestros pensamientos malos. Uh, nuestros pensamientos negativos, our negative thoughts, our bad thoughts. Maybe the flies are those, those uh, habits that you have in your life or esos hábitos que hay en tu vida. Que te, que te dañan el, el óleo que Dios ha puesto en tu vida. They damage the oil that God has put over your life, that God has poured into you. So you've got to get rid of sin. Get rid of those things that are destructive to your life. The passage said, Job 22.2, will a man be profitable to God? It says, yes, even a wise man can be profitable to himself. What does that mean? That means that when you and I are godly, we're benefiting ourselves. Cuando usted y yo somos, uh, buen, uh, somos uh, personas con uh, excelencia moral, nos estamos bendiciendo a nosotros mismos. When you pay your bills on time, you're benefiting yourself. I need an amen tonight. I said that wrong. You need an amen tonight. 
When you keep your word, when you show up on time to work, when you do the work that you went there to do, you are a benefit to yourself. Si usted llega al trabajo a tiempo y guarda su palabra y hace lo que dice que va a hacer, usted beneficio para sí mismo. And you're also a good witness for God. Y también es buen testigo para Dios. How many want to be a good witness? So if you are, I don't care what kind of work you do. Do it as a witness for God. Cual sea el trabajo que usted haga, hágalo como un testimonio para Dios. When I preach a sermon, I want God to be pleased. If you change tires, change tires so that God will be pleased. If you are a teacher, teach so that God will be pleased. If you are a dry cleaner, dry clean so that God will be pleased. Whatever it is you do, maybe nobody notices, but God does. And when you do what is right, when no one is watching, God is watching. You know what I think he does? When that, that thing goes up like a smooth, sweet-smelling aroma, and God says, I like that. That's worth more, I think, than all the songs you sing on Sunday morning. Because showing up for work on, on Monday morning on time is just as much an act of worship as showing up to church on Sunday. It's very quiet in the house of God tonight. Cuando usted, cuando usted llega al trabajo a tiempo en los, en los días lunes, es un acto de adoración tanto como llegar a la casa de Dios el domingo. Persigue la santificación. Pursue holiness without which no man will see God. Sin la cual nadie verá a Dios. One more, it's also there in Hebrews 12, 14. It says, pursue what? Pursue peace with all men. So say with me, pursue God, pursue godliness, and pursue peace. Persigue la paz con todos los hombres. There's another passage that says pursue godliness, uh, pardon, pursue peace with all men as much as it is within your power to do so. Psalm 34 verse 14 says depart from evil. We just talked about that. Do good, seek peace, and pursue it. You realize how those things go together? Depart from evil, do good. Someone said, it's always better to do good than to do wrong. But I could make a lot of money if I budget a little. No, it's better to do good than to do wrong. Because there is an accountant in heaven, and he balances all the scales. And you might get ahead today, and you'll be way behind tomorrow. So it's always better to do good. Seek peace. Why are those two things together? Seek peace and pursue it. Peace has to be pursued in your life. Usted tiene que perseguir la paz. Peace in your home has to be pursued. La paz en tu hogar 
tiene que ser perseguida. I told you calamities will happen, right? Las calamidades van a ocurrir. Your wife will one day drive your car out and get a fender bender. It's going to happen someday. Don't say amen, guys. This is a bad time to say amen. Your husband will forget your birthday. Okay, I didn't say that, but I, I heard it. Tu esposo se le va a olvidar un día el cumpleaños de usted. O quizá usted va a sacar la troca de él y va a regresar a la casa con la, la troca dañada. No sé. Van a pasar calamidades. Things will happen. You will have one day a, a load of your new laundry with a black ink pen in your, your washer. It's going to happen, right? It's a good thing that we know people that can solve those kinds of problems. So if calamity is going to happen, if problems are going to happen, then why lose your head when it happens? Si la calamidad va a pasar, entonces ¿por qué va a perder la cabeza cuando viene la calamidad? If you already know that there are some things that are going to happen in 2017 that I'm not going to like and I'm not going to be comfortable with and that maybe are going to, are going to be unexpected, you already know that, then you need to decide when it happens, I'm going to pursue peace. Si usted ya sabe que este año van a pasar cosas, van, cosas se van a dañar, van, van a ver, ver cosas no previstas, usted ya puede determinar desde ahorita que va a perseguir la paz. Entonces si se daña la relación, persigue la paz. If you have a, a uh, problem in a relationship, pursue peace. Are you, maybe you're the holdout. You're like, no, they're going to apologize to me first. Quizá usted es el que dice, no, a mí me van a pedir perdón primero. Yo no voy a perdonar hasta que vengan conmigo. He says, pursue peace with all men. You know what really he's saying? He's saying we should be outrunning each other to get it right and to make peace. Debemos estar corriendo más recio que el otro para buscar la paz. Para solucionar ese problema porque él no es uh, el, el daño de, del carro o de la casa o lo que sea. No es más importante que la relación que Dios ha dado con su familia. There's nothing that can happen to your house, your car, anything else that's more important than your family and your relationship with them. So make up your mind tonight. I'm going to pursue peace. Voy a buscar la paz. Si me enojo, después de enojarme, voy a buscar la paz. If I get angry, I'm going to get, I'm going to calm down and I'm going to pursue peace. And you know what some of you are saying right now? I can see you're saying, yeah, pastor, but you don't know the guy I'm married to. And you don't know the woman I'm married to. I'm the one that always has to solve the problems in my house. Yo soy que siempre tengo solucionar los problemas en mi casa. Y si usted supiera lo que yo tengo en la casa, I can hear you in my spirit. I can hear you. But God's word 
doesn't say, if you're right, pursue peace. If you're wrong, pursue peace. Whoever you are, what does he say? Pursue peace. No dice que si tú eres el que está, estaba bien y el otro se equivocó, entonces busca la paz. No dice, busca la paz. Find peace. Invite God in. Invita a Dios que Él entre a esa situación. Depart from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And then if you can't make peace, leave them to God. Si usted no puede hacer paz, déjelo con Dios. The Bible says, leave room for the wrath of God. Si no quieren hacer paz, dice la Escritura, deja lugar para la ira de Dios. If you'll stop, listen, if you'll just stop nagging them and let God nag them, God will get on their case. Deje que Dios los arregle. Si no quieren la paz, Dios los arregla. ¿Cómo duele cuando Dios arregla? When God gets on your case, you can't run. Pursue God, pursue godliness, and pursue peace. You have a choice. I'm just going to drift through this year and let things happen to me. Or you can decide, I am going to pursue what God has promised me. If God promised me a blessed relationship, I'm going to have blessing in my relationship. Si Dios me prometió bendición, yo voy a perseguir la bendición hasta que la encuentre porque ese es el plan y el propósito de Dios para mi vida. I know that's what God promised me. I'm going to get that by faith. So this, this word pursuit is an active word. Esa palabra perseguir es una palabra activa. Se tiene que entrar a ella. You have to enter into it and get, get uh, motivated to go and seek that which God has for you. Tienes que ir a buscar esa cosa que Dios tiene para ti. Now let's go to the third point here. Now back to Ecclesiastes 11. Ahora de nuevo Ecclesiastes 11, verso Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. So seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. Dice, siembra tu semilla en la mañana y no deje de sembrar en la tarde. If you sow in the morning, sow some more in the evening because you don't know which sowing is going to bear fruit. No sabes cuándo vas a recibir la cosecha de aquella cosa. Listen, here's what God is saying to us, number three, that we need to, instead of doubt, act on faith. En vez de dudar, tenemos que actuar en la fe. What does that mean? That means that if you're looking around, waiting for the perfect time, it's never going to come. So you have to act on faith and say, Lord, I have prayed about it. I have your wisdom. I think I have the right direction now. I'm going to step out and do what you have put in my heart to do and do it by faith. And I don't know exactly how you're going to bring the blessing and the return back into my life. But rather than sit at home, Doubting, I'm going to go out 
and do what you called me to do. En vez de estar en la casa sentado dudando si Dios lo puede hacer o no, yo voy a actuar y hacer algo hasta que Dios traiga esa promesa a mi vida. So instead of doubt, act on faith. Sow in the morning, sow in the evening as well. Listen, this is a beautiful promise right here, I think. Don't, he said, you don't know whether morning or evening sowing will grow. Maybe they both will. He said, usted no sabe si la siembra de la mañana o de la tarde va a crecer, pero a lo mejor las dos van a crecer. You don't know what, what basket might drop this year, but maybe at the end of the year, none of your baskets have dropped. So walk in faith. Camina en la fe. Camina en la certeza de que si viene tiempo de calamidad, Dios está conmigo. Si viene tiempo de bendición, Dios está conmigo. Walk in faith knowing if hard times come, God's got it. If good times come, God's got it. If moderate times come, God's got it. No matter what comes, God has got this thing under control. No importa lo que venga, Dios tiene todo bajo su control. How many of you have been through hard times? Did God get you through? How many of you have been through good times? Did God get you through? So don't lose your head over the times. Because God is God. In the good times, he's God in the bad times. Usted ha visto a Dios ser fiel en los tiempos buenos. Ha visto a Dios ser fiel en los tiempos malos. Y va a ver que en los tiempos buenos y malos, Dios es Dios. Y él sigue siendo fiel. He continues to be faithful. His hand is faithful. Su mano es fiel. You don't know whether or not all of a sudden all the things you have planted in the past are just going to catch up with your life. Quizá este año todas las cosas que usted ha estado sembrando van a venir y van a ser añadidas a tu vida en un momento. I know we've experienced moments like that where you were waiting and waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden God just brought it all together. Guess what? He can do it again. ¿Cuántos han visto momentos donde están esperando, esperando, esperando y de repente Dios viene y amarra todo junto y termina la obra? And you go from impossible to difficult to done. Y usted va de lo imposible a lo difícil a lo hecho a ser impossible, difficult, done. God will get it done in your life. Dios va a cumplir su palabra, lo va a terminar en tu vida. So this year, be an investor. Sea un invertidor este año. Invierte con generosidad. Invest generously in your relationship with God. Invest generously in your relationships with others. Invest generously in your church. Invest generously in your community because you're going to see God's faithfulness in what you sow and what you invest. Usted invierte generosamente va a ver la bendición de Dios. I want to take you to one last portion tonight. Second Chronicles, Segunda de Crónicas para terminar esta noche, capítulo 15, verso 15. 
Second Chronicles 15, 15. you find it? I want you to read this with your own eyes tonight. It says, all of Judah rejoiced concerning the oath, for they had sworn with their whole heart and had sought him earnestly. How did they pursue God? Earnestly. And what did he do? What? He let them find him. Think about that. You have, God has to let you find him. Because Jesus said, unless the spirit draws him, no man can come. He says he let them find him. God wants you to find him. He let you find him. But look what it says next. It says he let them find him. So the Lord gave them rest. Where? On every side. Are you here tonight? How many of you would like to have rest on every side? Rest in my spiritual life. Rest in my relationships. Rest in my finances. Rest in my community. Rest on every side. You have to pursue that. El Señor dice que se permitió ser hallado por ellos y ellos tuvieron descanso en todos lados. That means that their enemies no longer came from the north and their enemies no longer came from the south and their enemies no longer came from the west to the east. There was rest on every side. Tuvieron paz de todos los lados. You know, friends, that's God's will for every one of our lives. Esa es la voluntad de Dios que cada uno de nuestras vidas conozca su perfecta paz. He wants us to know his perfect peace. And he says tonight, seek me and you will find me. He wants you to find him. Dios quiere que lo encuentres. In fact, if you will look at your life, you will discover that many thousands of points along the way, he was showing you himself. He was saying, I'm here. Follow me. They sought the Lord earnestly with all of their heart. And he let them find him. And he gave them rest on every side. This is my prayer for you in 2017. That God will give you rest in every area of your life. And you know that even, even if you're, you're uh, facing difficulties and calamities this year. That you can have peace in the midst of all of that. Because you've invested rightly. You've invested your time with God. You've invested your time in his word. And his word has brought peace and fulfillment to your heart and to your life. I want to ask you to stand with me. Vamos a ponernos en pie. And just right where you are, just surrender those things to the Lord today.
that maybe are troubling your mind. Rinda al Señor aquellas cosas que están turbando su mente esta tarde. Things that are disturbing your peace. Cosas que están uh, molestando su paz. Just surrender them to God. Déjelas en las manos de Dios esta noche. God is bigger than your problem and he's bigger than your dream. Dios es más grande que tu sueño y también es más grande que tu problema. He is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you could ask or even imagine. Él está, él es más grande y puede hacer mucho más allá que lo que pidas o puedas imaginarte. Y esta noche solo te dice, búscame. He says, pursue me. Pursue me with all of your heart. I'll get the flies out of your life. I'll get those things out of your life that are, that are stinking up the oil that I want to flow freely in your heart. Él dice, si me buscas, yo voy a limpiar las moscas que hay en el óleo que hay en tu vida para que pueda ser de, de, refresca, de refrescamiento para alguien más. God wants you to be refreshing to somebody else this year. He wants you to be a miracle in somebody else's life. Make it about him, not about us, not about me anymore. It's about you, God. I want to pursue you. I want to be in a place where you can use me this year. I want to be profitable to you. Dile, Señor, yo quiero ser provechoso para ti este año. Quiero ser de agrado para ti. Blessed Lord, we thank you because you give us the opportunity to walk with you and to talk with you and to get to know you. Señor, te damos gracias porque tú nos das la oportunidad de caminar contigo, de conocerte a ti. Esta noche, Señor, declaramos que es el deseo, el anhelo, el ánimo de nuestro corazón perseguirte a ti. God, this is the desire of our heart tonight to follow you, to pursue you with our whole heart, with our whole being. To be set ablaze for the glory of God. Estar encendidos por la gloria y la presencia de Dios. No dejes, Señor, que invertamos en, nuestro, en cosas malas, sino que invertamos nuestra vida y nuestro talento y nuestra habilidad en tu reino. God, we don't want to invest any longer in things that are fruitless. But we want to invest diligently in those things that bring glory and praise to your name. We want to be profitable to you. Because of the manifold goodness 